Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, or whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to level 328 of Laugh at a Fuzzball. No, Zuh. Just us. Me and you and the news. And this is Wookie Just You and I's regular news episode. The first of the new year. Our Lord of Gas Prices 2023. And I hope everybody had a good holiday season. Christmas, Festa, Ramahana, Kwanzaa, Kamasa, <laughs> whatever, whatever, however you celebrate. I don't, I don't espouse any, any one thing for anybody as long as you're being the best you that can be, being kind uh, to others, living, loving, laughing, and all those things that make a great book that uh, you, you see in a college dormitory. <laughs> so I hope the holiday season, however, however you saw fit to uh, celebrate it, whether it was solstice, like my old man with a uh, with a uh, Yule Yule nisses or or what, I just hope it was a, a good one for you. If uh, you are one of those people that wait for the jolly old Noghog to show up, hey, hopefully uh, Santa Claus was good to you, and hopefully you were well aware of his omega level mutant status in the Marvel universe. I mean, there's a really great. Uh, uh, source so you could go to find all sorts of information about Marvel characters. And if you go to the Marvel database on the interwebs, there is a very interesting read on on how super powerful the mutant known as Santa Claus is and how he uses his mutant powers to do the things that he does all in one night. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden I want to I want to start singing the song from uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special which has been stuck in my head because I, I bought it on my iTunes to listen to and have listened to uh, so much so that my three-year-old just randomly I'm like, I don't know what Christmas is but Christmas time is here although we've come to taking the word here and changing it to over because it's over but the the boy's still happy new year we're like yes boy it's a happy new year uh, now we press on and we stop saying it. <laughs> Hopefully everybody is having a happy new year. And speaking of happy new years, like I said, the first episode of a new year, 328, uh, just me and you in the news, but wanted to just play some catch up. I have some guest episodes lined up. In fact, I have two, not one, not two and a potential third and fourth. If uh, my buddies Jack and Eddie get back to me and we, we schedule a time for what we want to talk about, but yeah, lots of guest episodes and of course, there'll be me and you most of the time just doing the news. But we shall see what the the year 2023 has for us. And that's a little bit of a tease because actually the next episode is going to be all about some of the good and geeky things in TV and movies that 2023 has in store for all of us. Or at least things that we hope are going to be good, geeky things. Uh, and I won't say much more about it, but I'm really excited to record that episode this week. And uh, ostensibly, I think, or ostensibly, that's the wrong word to use, as you don't have any of the knowledge in my brain in this particular case. Uh, but um, I think that episode is going to be the next episode. And then we'll see uh, whatever the other episode that gets recorded. We haven't nailed down a topic, me and that guest. But uh, 
yeah, good things to come. And of course, we'll stay abreast of all the news as it comes. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed the last level, level 327, me and Blue, wrapping up 2022 with our list. Uh, as I listened to it, I was like, man, dang, that's a good episode. And even even Marshall Danny chimed in to say that he enjoyed the episode and he liked, he thinks it's funny when me and Blue try to talk for him. And it is funny because there is only one Marshall Danny of the Greater Fuzzball Territories. But uh, when I was listening to it, I was like, hot dog. We didn't even mention that Book of Boba Fett was not on our list, wasn't on our honorable mentions. And I think that probably is an omission, at least on my end. I thought Book of Boba Fett was a, was an enjoyable romp. There was some really good stuff in it. Do I think it was perfect? No. But did I enjoy it while it was going on? Yeah, I sure did. Just uh, I guess there was enough other really great stuff that... Uh, that it didn't make the list. Uh, I didn't mention the Elvis movie on my list. Uh, that was an omission by choice just because I, I didn't think it, it fit completely into the geek world. But man, that was a movie that I watched last year that I enjoyed the piss out of. Me and the missus waited till it was on the Hibbo Max. Man, we really, really dug that flick. And also, uh, you know, it just sort of slipped my mind. I didn't mention the Light of Magic documentary. That was really, really good for 2022. So that's that's totally worth watching. Uh, Blue uh, tasked me to watch Moonfall and to watch, um, oh, what? Now I can't even think of it with Tom Holland, uh, to, the Drake movie. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the movie with the guy uh, that's based on the video game. And uh, oh, now I'm just going to have to like dive into my, my brain pan and be like, oh, what in the, what in the hell did I watch? While I'm, while I'm trying to see Uncharted, that's what it was, to watch Uncharted. So I did. I watched Moonfall. It was a movie. You know, if that movie came out in the 90s, uh, people would be talking so much more about it. But it came out in the in the 2020s and uh, totally uh, a movie that belonged in those 90s dystopian craziness. It's all based on a conspiracy theory. So uh, it can only be so good because it's based on such a ludicrous idea. But you know what? It was fun enough I uh, had some good visuals. There was some silliness. The story was a little, a little extra. They probably could have trimmed down that script and just focused on certain characters. But you know, overall, it was not a waste of my time considering that I watched it for free. Uh, the Uncharted movie, I've not played those games. I don't know anything about it other than like uh, a cursory understanding because of people that are into it and hearing things and hearing people talk about it. But you know, it was uh, it was a good enough movie. Now I agree with Blue. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, I don't know. I think there there was a place where a different actor might have brought something different to that. But, you know, it, it had indie vibes. It had National Treasure vibes. And I enjoy that sort of thing from a movie. So in that vein, I thought it was fine. I thought it was perfectly enjoyable. And I watched that on Netflix, and it didn't cost me cost me a dang thing to watch it. So, yeah, it... Uh, it was solid. I uh, I think both of those movies worth watching, I suppose. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you already sh- subscribe to the streaming services where they're available, I think I watched Moonfall on Amazon Prime, but don't quote me on it. Um, yeah, uh, I think if you already subscribe to those things, it's perfectly, perf- perfectly acceptable. Here I am trying to tell you how to live your life. Not really. Don't worry. I, I don't. I, not that I don't have a vested interest. I hope your lives are great and wonderful and lovely, and continue to have you listening to this podcast. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, you know, live your best life. <laughs> As I often tell people, I don't. I don't want to do anything that keeps you from living your best life. But yeah, uh, Moonfall and Uncharted 
were enjoyable. I also think I did not, I, I feel remiss. Here's going to be a, a Roman coming to me. I'm not sure that I talked about the, you know, I said, sort of sang the song from the, the uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, if I'm actually giving it its proper due, the Marvel special edition, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. You know, um, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I do have friends that don't. I could understand that you wouldn't watch it. I don't think the special really, really does anything to further MC Universe. Although James Gunn did say that he was excited to do it because he was able to establish some points that he's not going to have to reestablish in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which means he saves a little bit of time for other story. So if anything, uh, it shows you where the Guardians are, what the current situation, and a little bit about the characters. And, um, you know, overall, it was just fun, and it was funny. And Kevin Bacon being himself in the Marvel Universe... Hot damn. Uh, the soundtrack is really, really good. I have debated, you know, Christmas time is over. Like I said, I've debated buying that album just to have uh, a James Gunn curated holiday list of songs. Uh, really, really great soundtrack. He does such a great job with that. But uh, yeah, that was uh, a lot, a lot of fun. And like the last little thing to mention before we get to the news. Uh, I was listening to two other podcasts. One of them is Geek History Lesson, which ironically, when somebody asked for podcast recommendations, instead of saying, well, I do a podcast, you should listen to Laugh It Up Fuzzball, I usually tell people to listen to Geek History Lesson <laughs> or listen to Fat Men Beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. Well, both of those podcasts, when they were doing their wrap-ups for 2022, mentioned this movie called RRR. It's three R's. It's on Netflix. It is a Bollywood film. And friends, uh, I I don't know what to say other than as I was watching the movie. And, you know, they said it was one of their favorites of the year. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jason Inman and, and Ashley Robinson and then Mark Bernardin saying that uh, it was a movie that they really enjoyed. So I was, I was prepared to enjoy it. I don't watch a lot of Bollywood. A full admission, I watch hardly any. But it's this lovely movie that exists because of the Bollywood film system set during the British occupation of India with some of the dopest action and images that I've seen in a long, long time. Three hours of <laughs> glorious awesomeness with twists and turns, uh, good CG. I mean, some of the CG probably could have been a little bit cleaner if it was in the Hollywood system. But I mean, I mentioned action and when I'm saying action, like there are there are these fight scenes that just go on. I, I was so reminded of when I was wild by Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as I was watching RRR. And and damn, the movie was such a ride. Now, it's three hours and five minutes. It's a long, long movie. But man, is it is it ever a lovely ride. And it includes some freaking great dance numbers. At the very end, it goes full Bollywood uh, with, a, with a Bollywood dance number. Uh, but they, they find a way to interweave music into it. It's not a musical by any way, shape, or form. I guess probably there are enough songs that somebody could consider it a musical. But just the the two main actors, so badass. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of a love story woven in, but that's not the supreme focus of it. Uh, but it's just, wow. It's, it's incredible. Um, and uh, I had heard nothing. Zero zilch about it until it was mentioned on the list of those two podcasts and I went and I watched it watched it yesterday in fact and just love 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 the movie it would have made my top five um I still wonder if Prey would have been my number one and this would have been like my number two or my number three because I really like Black Panther Wakanda Forever as well 
but it's in my top three for sure. So freaking good. I've already recommended it to both the Marshall and Benjamin Blue for Blue the Fourth on our on our little chat. So that that saying R R R. Wow, what a freaking ride. Uh, and that's uh, that's I'm gonna stop there uh, before I just list all the things I've watched. Uh, that's four things that I've watched. Uh, that I all think uh, bear a relation on our 2022 list that me and Benjamin Blue for Blue the Fourth did, and we're just gonna press into the news if that meets your approval. And I I don't know why I say that because I guess if it doesn't meet your approval, this is where you turn off. And you don't hear any of the stuff I say, so I'm sorry that you left us. Uh, but for all of those who did meet your approval, thanks for staying with us. We appreciate your patronage. Uh, so we'll get into the triple F, the fantabulous fuzzballs focus, and all the news fit to print. This is where I call the things that people put up on that page, drop it down so I can talk a little bit more here on the podcast. And also, uh, if there was a, a light moment of me pulling up news stories, at least there's always a bunch of news stories to, to include here on the podcast. Because I realize not everybody has the book of faces. It's entirely possible there's people that listen to the podcast that don't do that social media stuff. And hey, if that's not your bag, I feel it. I get it. So here, it's for yous, especially. Um, but yeah, first uh, news, uh, it goes chronological. Whoever drops first gets to be first. I put all the things I do, and then I go down. And it was me this time. It's all about me, 2023 and me. So the first thing that I dropped was Vernon Sanders, the head of global TV for Amazon Studios, says the return on investment for the Rings of Power was a tremendous success. They got lots of new subscribers, renewed interest in the books and films. Uh, they, they did talk about season two filming in the United Kingdom versus New Zealand said that allowed for new areas to explore. Plus, uh, the show is apparently going to have more ring bearers, duh, and bigger battles, which is cool. Uh, he talked a bunch with Deadline, uh, so you can find the entire interview there. Just look up Vernon Sanders Deadline interview, and I'm sure you can read the text in its entirety. Uh, but the whole interview, totally worth reading. And uh, hey, that's good news. You know, I, I, I enjoyed the Rings of Power show. I, I give it a, a solid 8 out of 10. Would I, me and Heather be willing to dive back into that world and see more? Absolutely. Amazon has all the money. They're spending the money on the show. So excitement or at least interest in what's going to happen in the next two to five seasons. Because uh, last I remember, they said it was going to take five seasons to tell the entire show. So good news for everybody ready for more for uh, this uh, prequel universe or prequel story of lord of the rings i uh, did post mr sunday movies animated duel of the fates this is him taking basically the script from colin trevorrow and his duel of the fates his scrapped episode nine for star wars and doing a little bit of a almost like wallace and gromit style animation uh, i feel bad i don't actually have the the individual that did the animation it's uh, mr sunday movies just doing the narration but <laughs> it's funny uh and as i posted it and shared it and watched it i was like I've seen this before. I've probably posted this before on Laugh at a Fuzzballs, but uh, it's a video is so nice. It's worth posting twice, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you don't, look it up, Mr. Sunday Movies Animated Duel of the Fates. Uh, it's it's worth a little bit of your time. Uh, I did post uh, the actual like Instagram post from Dwayne Johnson talking Black Adam. Long and short, we know it, Black Adam's done. Uh, it's good that Dwayne Johnson uh, has licked his wounds and figured out how to move past and just, you know, wish DC the best, wish James Gunn the best, let people know that Black Adam is done for now, although there is possibility with the multiverse that he could pop up somewhere in the future and just leave it there. Uh, no need to have sour grapes. 
you never know what what could happen in the future. And I do think there is a world, regardless of how that Black Adam movie did, that uh, he shows up in the right thing, especially like in Kingdom Come. Uh, and people just lose their crap. And it's great. And it's lovely. So there you go. Seems like that chapter of the DC Universe is done for now until the next clickbait article pops up and somebody has to talk about it again. And that's fine, too. Uh, I did post the I Wish It Was Life Day video. This is from uh, the Star Wars Toy Stories YouTube channel. This is from my friend Steven that I worked with on the Jungle Cruise. Apparently, one of his friends is involved in it. And finally, a good use for those silly holiday skins for the Black Series figures. <laughs> you know, like, who needs these? Well, if you're going to make fun videos like this, I guess I do. Doesn't mean I own them, but it means I can enjoy watching some stop motion toy animation goodness. And uh, I, I like the I like them taking a song that, that I know about Christmas and changing it to Life Day. Uh, and it, it brought me joy. And hopefully for anybody that watched it, I did too. You can look up I Wish It Was Life Day video and it'll pop right up on the tube of you. I also posted a graphic of all of the 2023 movies. And the crazy thing is that list is not complete, as you will see in the very near future when um, the vault that is the geekiness of 2023 is opened and me and a guest discuss it. But I, I didn't even count how many movies, but uh, you know, chronologically, Megan, Ammon and the Wasp, Quantumania, Cocaine Bear, Creed 3, Scream, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, John Wick Chapter 4, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Evil Dead Rise, Super Mario Bros., Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Fast X, Little Mermaid, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, The Flash, Elemental, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Barbie, Oppenheimer, The Marvels, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Blue Beetle, Craven the Hunter, Dune Part 2, Wonka, Ghostbusters, Aquaman, and The Last Kingdom. Wow. Lots and lots of, of movies coming from January to December. Uh, I won't spoil what I'm most excited for because, uh, <laughs> I guess, pre-spoilers, it's coming on a future episode in the very, very near future, most likely level 329. The next thing that I posted, the Renfield trailer. Wow, I didn't even mention it on the list of 2023 movies. See, told you. Told you that list wasn't complete. It was just a graphic. They only had so many blocks. Yeah, they used one little block to say what side it was. But there's more movies than that, friends. Really are. And pretty soon, for all damn movies, we're going to be hitting on in the trailer park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully no tornado's going to wreck our 2023. But that Renfield trailer, Christopher Holt playing Renfield, Nicolas Cage as his toxic boss Dracula, and uh, uh, support groups, and and violence, and intrigue, and action, and uh, yeah, boy howdy, am I super interested in in this freaking movie. It, uh, April 14th, not even that far away. Ah, oh, so so freaking good, and uh, I uh, I'm ready for for Nick Cage to chew the scenery as uh, as Renfield. And uh, speaking of, I really want to see the the unbearable weight of massive talent uh, that came from 2022. Didn't mention it either, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a different take on uh, on the Dracula world. I also posted uh, a little article as a phase four exploration of the seven stages of grief. And like I said, 100% reads like an essay I would have written in college. But, uh, you know, it, it, it makes some good points. Do you have to agree with it completely? No. But, you know, everybody's saying the MCU introductions, uh, branch in the cosmic and the religiosity and all that stuff. But also could, you know, phase four 
uh, Kevin Feige saying, an entire point of phase four is dealing with the aftermath of the snap. And when seen through the lens of the seven stages of grief, pretty interesting. And uh, I applaud the author for the work that they did and the words. And uh, I shared it because I thought it was worth sharing. But that's all the news for me. We'll head on over to Marshall Danny of the Greater Fuzzball Territories and see what newsworthy items he dropped on the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. So first up, Marshall Danny has uh, the Spectacular Spider-Man was confirmed as one of the many, many Spider-Men that was seen in a, the Across the Spider-Verse trailer. Does that mean the Spectacular Spectacular Spider-Man is going to play a big part in the movie? No, it doesn't. But it means at least that the creators liked it enough that they included that version in there. Uh, I'm sure the news made made me happy because I like that show. I like that show because Blue's like, you have to watch that show. And Blue likes that show because an artist that he very, very much likes uh, was very, very responsible for all of the amazing designs for Spectacular Spider-Man. He's been shouted out by Blue, um, but it, it's worth mentioning Sean Cheeks Galloway one more time. Uh, amazing artist, very, very talented. He's a lead character designer and character supervisor on the show. And uh, and we support the people that Blue supports. And, uh, yeah, the show show's good. It's fun. And, uh, yeah, it's neat that it gets a little bit of tribute in Across the Spider-Verse. Danny also posted Harley Quinn Season 4 confirmed for 2023. So uh, <laughs> no clue when that's going to be coming out but it's it's one more thing in the in the list of 2023 things to look forward to uh warren buffett the sixth wealthiest man in the world and his berkshire hathaway company buys jazzwares the toy company behind pokemon roblox fortnite halo squishmallows and the aew as i record there are two squishmallows in the recording studio on across all the toys which aren't my geeky toys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the floor uh but yeah warren buffett trying to get wealthier i suppose and and jumping in into that toy money could be good news his company may have the the leverage and the capital to take uh jazzwares to a, a even bigger stage uh they've made lots of money uh i apparently a lot of the creatives and executives in the company are going to be kept it's just under new management so to speak but uh yeah you know, you're like Squishmallows on the floor. Yeah, lots of stuff. Literally, I'm looking at a Buzz Lightyear, a King Koopa, a Bo Peep, a Angel's Rally Monkey, a Carnosaurus, uh, another dinosaur, and and Bailey, the mascot of the of the Kings, and a Buzz Lightyear. All buy some Squishmallows. Uh, and uh, hey, I, I would like those Squishmallows to still be created because the kids like them. Uh, people like them wrestling toys. We would like more of them for those people. Fortnite, Halo, Roblox, Pokemon, all huge things. And uh, if those are your things, you know, toys bring people joy, just like Echo and the Bad Batch. So, um, yeah. I, Danny says it's huge toy news. I don't I don't follow the pulse of, of the toy world like Danny does. But, yeah, it seems like a big deal when uh, somebody that wealthy and their, their, their company acquires a new thing. So there you go. There's also apparently a new Avatar series in the works. And, no, I'm not talking about James Cameron. Talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, set after Legend of Korra, featuring an Earthbender avatar. And we don't know much more than that. We just know that you know Avatar Studios has plans to bring us lots of things, including um, probably in 2023, but I didn't make my list, the Avatar series. Uh, so 
stay tuned, friends. Uh, I came to Avatar TLA late and kicked myself in the pants because it's so freaking good. I haven't finished Legend of Korra. Uh, that's not a critique of the show at all. It's just a, it's a little more modern. And, um, you know, it didn't, didn't hook me the way that The Last Airbender did. But I would so be down for another another series and hopefully it be really, really good. Danny posted IGN's top 10 Star Wars games. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to read it, uh, basically from 10 to 1, Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I played that. It was fun. Dark Forces, definitely played that. Love the hell out of it. Battlefront 2, have not played, but I've heard good things. Public Commando, Danny's jam. Jedi Fallen Order, I've played and seen gameplay of enough of it to know that game is bomb. Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader, very, very good game. Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, did not play it. Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga. Uh, last time I played the Lego Star Wars uh, where it was all together, it was just episodes one to six, but I beat the game, did every single thing that could, and enjoyed the hell out of every moment. So I'm sure getting all nine episodes. I know my eight-year-old has played it at his dad's house and liked it. TIE Fighter, the classic game. Oh, man, in the in the number number two spot. Wow. And the only reason it's not in the number one spot is because you have Knights of the Old Republic. KOTOR! KOTOR. A really, really good list of Star Wars games. Uh, in my brain, I was like, are there other Star Wars games that like, I can think of off the top of my head that aren't on the list? You know, KOTOR 2 and X-Wing uh, might have been games that deserve spots. Uh, I don't I don't know how I would rank Star Wars games. I haven't actually played enough of them for me to do a top 10, uh, but Danny didn't seem to hate the list, so uh, that's a good thing, at least from the, the realm of the Marshall. Danny also posted, there's going to be Stan Lee, an original documentary documentary which is uh, announced by marvel and it will be for disney plus and ostensibly it's uh, i gotta stop using that word so much but uh, it's it's going to most likely be in 2023 and i look forward to to see i've watched a couple other documentaries and specials on stanley so one more great wonderful in fact for christmas I got like the the Time magazine, which is basically like a hundred year retrospective on Stanley, and I've started reading it, and it's brought me nothing but joy. And for them to do something like that in an expanded form with visuals and interviews and all that, win 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 for all of us. Uh, if you didn't hear, Jeremy Renner was injured in a snowplow accident on his property in Reno, Nevada. His snowcat rolled over him. Uh, he was had a chest injury, a big leg injury, lost some blood. I mean, surviving a 14,000-pound machine rolling over you is pretty super heroic. Uh, he's had surgeries. He's in stable but critical condition. Uh, we wish him all the best. Uh, who knows what that'll do for, for him being Hawkeye in the MCU. But you know, he had a, had a pretty good send-off uh, with the Hawkeye series where, where they could find a world where they just they press on and he doesn't have to show up in anything but a cameo. But yeah, we wish him all the best. Uh, you got to look up what a snowcat looks like. <laughs> That's a serious piece of machinery. And uh, it, it's cute that he got it just so he could, you know, do his property and, and make a snow hill for his family and uh, just live his best rugged life out in out in the Reno, Nevada area. But, uh, wow, yeah, that stinks that he got injured so bad. Glad that hopefully he shall be okay. Uh, there also was an announcement for Wednesday Season 2. Nice little video that Denny posted. Um, I'm glad that this show hit all the streaming record requirements to get more show. I mean, coming in second only to Stranger Things is none too shabby. It was on me and Blue's list for 2022. Such a great show, and I, I want to see more of it. 
And uh, lately, my uh, the reels on my book of faces have been all uh, people dancing and finding like the original Wednesday dancing, the original Adams Family. And uh, yes, great, lovely, wonderful. I support it. Uh, and the last little thing from the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus, speaking of someone who loved Wednesday, Caitlin, the Queen of the North, Queen of the North. And damn it, someday I'll find it in my heart to forgive you for Chuglaka. Uh, maybe Hondo Oglaka was enough for me to find it in my heart to forgive you. But uh, <laughs> oh, those human hands, it's the worst. Chuglaka, it's a funny name. That didn't necessarily need that image in my life. It haunts me. It haunts me, Caitlin. It does. But uh, I, I still pledge loyalty to the Queen of the North, I suppose. <laughs> it's, it, oh, man, the silly, silly things that get in our brains uh, as geeks. I mean, heck, there's probably going to be a t-shirt design that drops maybe tonight, although it's, it's getting late and I want to get some sleep for work tomorrow. But uh, probably sometime this week since uh, uh, artist, super artist Brett cleaned it up. There's, uh, there's going to be another weird thing that popped into the, the head of one of the guys I worked with. And uh, because I was like, I'll put up on my T Public if you want to buy stickers. And he was like, There you go, here's the rights. And, and Brett cleaned it up and dagnabbit, another Batu Disney collab merger uh, will be will be dropping onto the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs uh, page soon for use for use and especially for Bo because he's the one that wants to buy the stickers. So there we go. But that's all the news from the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. We can move on into some Star Wars news. And do Let the Wookiee Win, where I talk about all the Star Wars news fit to talk about. Full admission? Not much. Just three things. But at least there's something, I suppose. So the first little tidbit, it's a rumor, so you can skip ahead by 30 to 60 seconds if you're like, I don't want to hear no Star Wars rumors. Okay, cool. Skip ahead at your leisure. But the rumor is that Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was cast in the Ahsoka show, is going to be playing Harrison Dula. Uh, and uh, the Soka Show is going to introduce fans to a whole new galaxy in the Star Wars universe. You know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. A long time ago in uh, a neighboring galaxy far, far away, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I was curious who Mary Elizabeth Winston would be playing. She's an actress that I enjoy very, very much. And I think casting her as Harrison Dula is pretty freaking smart. And it's funny because she's actually married to Ewan McGregor. So Ewan doing Obi-Wan and her doing whatever character she's doing in the Ahsoka show, Hera or not. And uh, I'm sure that that means there's some interesting conversations. And uh, I do believe that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the mother of the wee boy that, that Hugh McGregor mentioned in the in the behind the scenes documentary thing that was on Disney Plus. So uh, there you go. The wee boy's mother might be playing Hera. <laughs> and Hera has a wee boy of her own, although I don't know how old Jason Sindula will be as of the Ahsoka show. I would imagine since it's like Five to seven years after Return of the Jedi, that would mean uh, probably like 10, 11, 12, something like that. Uh, and maybe we'll finally see Jason with some Leku, or maybe uh, they'll explain why he looks more human. Who knows? The other news thing of the three, uh, number two, if you will, the Deuce. The Deuce, Mr. Deuce, Marshall Deuce. Uh, John Favreau confirms Ahsoka is informing his writing on The Mandalorian Season 4. He said it's making his writing more precise, and the biggest takeaway from that is John Johnny Favs is already writing the script for the fourth season of Mandalorian, and I know for some of you it's probably like a big duh face Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think it's another one of those things where I heard it. You know, Mando's probably going to be five seasons total, but the Mandoverse has expanded beyond with, of course, The Book of Boba Fett and then with the Ahsoka show. So uh, this corner of the galaxy post 
uh, uh, Battle of Jakku, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi, Battle of Battle of Endor, uh, pre prequels or pre sequels, I guess. So pre sequels, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun universe to explore. I've enjoyed almost everything that's come out of it, and uh, yeah, good news. Uh, I like that they're already working on the fourth season. And I look forward to the third season of Mandalorian come March 1st, which is soon, two months away. Hot dog excitement. Uh, and another thing, it's a bit of a rumor as well. Uh, so once again, rumor, Star Wars rumor, skip ahead if you insist. But uh, the rumor is Damon Lindelof and Charmaine Obaid Shanoi's Star Wars film may start shooting in April. That the, the next Star Wars film will be Damon Lindelof's film. Set in the sequel period after episode 9 all new leads and a female POC lead specifically, but also the possibility of previous characters from the sequels showing back up. Uh, people have <laughs> Daisy Ridley, Ridley had had lunch with Kathleen Kennedy, and she's been seen on Skywalker Ranch and in the Lucasfilm compound. Everybody's like, ah, that means she's back. That's not what that means. Uh, she's connected in that universe. She was one of the big stars of the of the s- sequels. So she's connected. Uh, whether whether she's working currently on something. Or not, she is connected. Uh, but yeah, that'd be cool to see Ray in whatever capacity they they deem fit to put her in the movie. Honestly, the real truth is, whatever Star Wars film is next should and big big capital S on should be announced at the April Star Wars celebration in London. And we're not going to know anything of fish. Uh, but if they've started shooting and that's what's happening, hey, maybe we'll get the news in London. And we can finally put to bed what's next. And then we can just theorize on which director. Taika Waititi, Kevin Feige. Uh, not Roman Polanski. Fuck that guy. But you know what I mean? Which director? I think he's dead anyway. So fuck that guy. But he's also dead. Uh, so yeah. That's uh, all the Star Wars news. Just three things. But there is more. Of course, there's always the flavor of the geek. All the other geeky flavors that didn't find their way to the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. Because either kept it in a tab on my personal interwebs uh, to talk about here. Uh, so I had some unique stuff for everybody. I always think like, oh, you know, if you're like, oh, we already know the Fantabulous Fuzzball's Focus. Okay, cool. I'll make sure there's always something new and different for you. And that's where the flavor of the geek and the Let the Wookie Win comes in. So the geeky flavors for this week. Let's see. Of course, James Gunn, all up in the news. So he refuted the news that Gal Gadot was booted from the D.C., uh, we, <laughs> somebody's like, you booted her. He's like, I didn't say I booted her. You know what I mean? And then there's millions of articles or at least tens of articles about it, but it could mean that Wonder Woman under a different director could happen. It could mean Gal Gadot could be in another role. It also could just mean that she wasn't booted, that she walked away with Patty Jenkins. Time will tell on that front, but Hey, you know, if you, uh, if you're holding out a candle, for Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, don't snuff it out yet. You know, we'll see. We'll see if the wind blows and keeps your candle alight. James Gunn also confirmed the development of Elseworlds uh, tales separate from DC continuity. Now, this got a lot of people like writing articles all about. Oh, here are the Elseworlds tales that are in the comics. So here are the movies that are going to happen. You know, that's that's not what it means. We're not getting Gotham by gaslight because we got a perfectly acceptable animated version of it um doesn't mean that we're gonna get batman samurai not a good animated version <laughs> uh basically 
the way I think of this is it makes sense because it gives Matt Reeves the Batman trilogy and Joker the follower of making two a place to exist in the DC universe where they don't have to scrap things that are, people are excited for and then we'll make money, uh, but also have a continuous DC universe slate of films. Uh, how, hopefully also means other movie stuff can continue. Uh, maybe this is how James Gunn is keeping Peacemaker within his his plan for the DCU. You know what I mean? Because Peacemaker is firmly entrenched into the Snyder universe as of that first season. So maybe maybe his idea of Elseworlds is uh, the separate multiversal stories uh, from the DC world. Uh, could It could also mean that they really found an Elseworld title and they're like, we want to do this, but it, it doesn't fit into any of our plans. So we're just going to call it Elseworlds. We shall see, shall we? Yes, we shall. <laughs> so uh, be excited if you want about Elseworlds tales, but just be realistic with your excitement. I did actually read an article. Uh, it was from an insider that didn't want to name themselves, but basically that the Snyderverse fans came really close to getting what they wanted uh, with one more go around for all the superheroes of the of the Snyderverse and a final Justice League movie. That uh, there there was a world where Walter Hamada and all of them involved were going to keep everything going. Uh, I'm sure that pisses off a lot of Snyderverse fans. Gets a lot of bots activated to fire James Gunn and 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 torch fire the the DC world and and brain fire and brimstone and dark side is upon everything that we have in our future. Uh, but you know, uh, so it came close. You're saying there was a chance, but the chance is over. And we just have to hope that the the new plan and the new things are good. And I think in 2023, we're going to find out more for what that direction is. Uh, James Gunn just replying so much on Twitter, replying to fans, replying to other people. But uh, the DC Studios co-CEO, he did say that the future of the DCU is definitely inspired by two classic animated series, Justice League Unlimited and Young Justice. Take that where you will. Uh, That probably means a younger Justice League. Uh, maybe mean sidekicks. Uh, if you really enjoyed those shows, hey, the, then there you go. The, he's looking at that for inspiration and what that means. I don't know. Uh, the smarter people than me have written much about it, and uh, I've read some of it. And uh, I just frankly want to see a slate from Gunn and uh, move on. And the last little thing for James Gunn is he said that the article declaring that the Green Lantern show was scrapped is fake. Uh, but we don't know anything beyond that. We don't know uh, if that means that original show has life somewhere or if the Jon Stewart show is is a go. Uh, all we know is that Green Lantern is still somewhere percolating in his brain coffee for future content and entertainment for all of us. Uh, so there's been other stuff. The Rock paid tribute to Stan Lee, uh, you know, because his 100th birthday would have happened back in December, uh, which has fueled all sorts of speculation that he's joining the MCU. Now, would that be a giant... F U to the DCU. But you know, if uh if the MCU could find a place for The Rock to fit, I'm all for it. Why not? Uh if you didn't see Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is gonna be on Disney Plus February first. So Blue, if you're listening, February first, the movie's coming out. I'm hoping you'll watch it soon. Maybe you'll even come and watch it with me and then we can talk all about it, cause I'm curious about your thoughts. Uh, I do know that uh, 
when Danny listened to the 2022 uh, review episode, he was actually mad at himself for not putting Black Panther Wakanda forever on his list. So that's uh, just one more endorsement for, for what is a really, really good movie. Zachary Levi has responded to fans speculating that Shazam will be recast uh, or removed from the DCU and said not to worry about him. Everything is Gucci. Yeah, Zachary Levi, we both have the same problem. Uh, we use we use some slang that we probably shouldn't because we're older guys. Uh, Danny Danny knows when I say it's my bag, it's my jam, it's a bop. Yeah, I, I probably should try to spend less time uh, speaking like the kids speak. Although I do work with a bunch of twenty somethings and they talk very much in the break room, and I listen to them and I do I am a absorber of language sometimes much to my very own detriment. So uh, while I can use very big words amongst the hoi polloi of my lexicon but uh sometimes i'm just like hey man that's a jam that's my bag that's my bop that's my boo that's my tang you know what i mean <laughs> uh and sometimes i'll be like yes i very much enjoy this content among the pantheon of the things that i enjoy so uh something that i really enjoy Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and I'm looking forward to the next Shazam movie. And I hope, I hope for you, Zachary Levi, that everything is Gucci. I disagree with you when you say that people should not believe everything they read on the internet. Yes. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Levi. Uh, if you didn't hear, <laughs> I've said an article about Justice League Unlimited and Young Justice are inspiring James Gunn's DCU. And then you find out that lots of things are leaving HBO Max. Uh, a short list of things that are geeky that you might enjoy, which are probably already gone as of the time of this recording. But you can go on the Hibble Max and see if you can get one last go. Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman the Brave and the Bold, uh, the Aquaman animated those are the DC shows leaving HBO Max uh, either already or sometime in January 2023. They're among a bunch of other removals. Uh, other things that sort of struck my my notice, the John Wick movies, In the Heights, the Jurassic Park trilogy, the two Fantastic Beast films, Kick-Ass 2, Rango, Sweeney Todd, and more. I have no clue whether this is a tax write-off or uh, contracts with other streamers. For sure, uh, it is a lot of good content no longer available on hippo max and a bummer and like it's weird to have james gunn be like yeah justice league unlimited really inspired and then <laughs> whoever's in charge of hippo max is like send that somewhere else make money off that garbage uh, it's not garbage it's good it's enjoyable uh, but we'll just have to see where all that stuff lands now you know the article that I was talking about or one of the articles that i read was like those john wick films people love them HBO Max would absolutely love to get them back on there. So it may just be some sort of contract that already existed. You know, one of the things with Warner Brothers Discovery and using HBO Max, HBO has deals uh, where certain films are like loaned out. You know what I mean? And Netflix is always looking for new content. Other streamers are always looking for new content. I mean, Disney Plus isn't necessarily in their regards, but, you know, they do have Hulu uh, where they where they have things that pop up. So, you know, Amazon, Netflix, mm-hmm. Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus, all those things, they they want content, and uh, alas, that means that some things that you may have may have been like, oh, I'll watch that later, and you didn't, and now they're gone, and hopefully they'll return in the future for you. Uh, WB Discovery CFO Chief Financial Officer Gunnar Wiedenfels says that the write-off craziness is over. Uh, mayhap, it's a new era for WB and especially the DCU. But I, I really do think that 2023 has to play out 
before we see the new things, which will make us happy or sad or mad or just confused like usual. I mean, there's articles about Dwayne Johnson and a bid to take over, which highlighted his branded tequila bar, the premier black Adam, uh, which was PG-13. But obviously, that direction and that superhero who would change the power structure of the DCU did just that, but not in the way that Johnson hoped. It sure changed the power structure of the DCU by not being in it. Henry Cavill ended up, in my opinion, as collateral damage. Uh, and then you have entertainment that was canceled or shelved or shipped other streamers. But now in a matter of months, apparently we're finally get get the streamer with HBO, DC, and Discovery content all together. And we'll, we'll see what that means and what it looks like and, and what the remaining movies for Warner Brothers will be. But then I see an article about Ezra Miller's Flash uh, possibly being kept in the DCU, and I find my craw with a serious dick in it and and realize that news like that could be a deal breaker for me where I'm like, fuck that. If that's what you're going to do, keep Ezra Miller, then I'm just done. No more DC. I don't give a shit. Good luck. I mean, I, I hate the comics I liked are just in such a messy situation, and I really, really strive so hard to be positive about it all, but <sighs> gosh, Sometimes it's freaking hard. I mean, we live in a world. It's 2023, year of our Lord gas prices. There's a Flash movie coming out that I'm not going to pay to go see. I'm just going to read about it, not give a shit about being spoiled. And that is so weird because I love, love Barry Allen and the Flash. I mean, I'm excited for a couple offerings from DC and uh, we'll see what it is, when it is what it, but oof, I'm just so dang tired of talking about all the vagary of Warner Brothers Discovery. Just get your shit together, friends, so we can all enjoy some entertainment already. I guess this is where my rant ends, and, and hopefully Danny enjoyed me just not really getting mad, but like temporarily just being so flustered by it all. I mean, it, it sort of makes me wonder if I if I should just go back and record the whole thing in the angry Russian voice for posterity's sake. But damn it. Oh, I hope it's true. I hope gonna fails that the write-off craziness is over. I hope that all of this bullshit is good and i hope for the love of murgatroyd that uh ezra miller's flash is a one and fucking done or i'll be one and fucking done and then uh we just it won't matter and this will just become a, a marvel shill podcast because i'll be like dc fuck that i don't talk about it should have fired ezra miller anywho moving on to a flash i love the flash season nine will include some characters coming back diggle wally west blood work uh, they're apparently all coming back in episode 9. This show returns to us February 8th. I am only three episodes away from finishing season 8 and having an opinion on season 8. Uh, my beautiful Heather has promised that we'll watch those three episodes before the new episodes come. And uh, then I'll watch the Shortens series and be sad when it's completely gone and the and the and the CW, the DCW, is basically officially dead. And that's how my life is over. It's weird. Uh, but you know, it also happened with Smallville. So you know, all all good things and and semi good things must come to an end, I suppose. It's it's weird to have Arrow season one, which was uh, basically October of 2012, and then you know the Flash, which I think is like the death knell of the DCW. Although we're getting the third season of Superman and Lois, but you know. It's been more than 10 years. It'll be about 11 when it's all over, maybe closer to 12, you know, when we get the third season of Superman and Lois, whenever that's coming out. But, you know, Smallville, like I said, same thing. Uh, October 16th, 2001, 
uh, I think, uh, and then May 2011. Uh, and that brought us, you know, Alfred Goh and Miles Miller, who are, who are the showrunners behind the Wednesday show, which everybody is raving about. Uh, but we got, you know, 10, 11 years of the, the Arrowverse, the DCW. Uh, we got the the ten years of Smallville, and maybe there's maybe there's a world where we get a new DC television universe uh, similar to what Marvel's doing with their television shows. You know, connected into the DC universe that that spans another ten year period of our life. Uh, but Flash season nine, really excited. I'm happy that Diggle, who was such a big part of Arrow from the beginning, uh, getting to come back one more time. Wally West, that's a, a character that sort of. They did some great stuff, and then he was just gone. And then he showed up once or twice. I want to see him one more time. And then I liked I liked Bloodwork. Uh, Bloodwork was a really interesting villain, uh, in so much that you know it's if if you were a fan of heroes, uh, seeing Bloodwork come back with that particular actor, uh, just really really freaking cool. Doctor Ramsey Rosso, a, a newer villain, but Sendil Ramamurthy again to come back. And play another, uh, playing a supervillain this time uh, instead of his his textured and complicated character from Heroes. Really, really good stuff. So yeah, I'm excited for it, and a little sad and nostalgic about it, but that's okay. Other news: three-time Tony Award winner Patty Lupone joins the cast of Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Uh, this is a big add to a cast of many talented actors playing witches and magic users and whatnot. And I know I'm not alone. And hoping it does mean a bit of a more music in a show that better include Agatha all along uh, that jam, that bop on the regular, or at least that tune, that melody uh, in the show. And uh, you don't cast Patti Lapone without giving her a chance to at least sing a little, right? <laughs> but I don't know. She's she's done dramatic stuff recently that doesn't include singing, so we shall see. Charlie Cox confirms that Daredevil Born Again will show Matt Murdock in the courtroom more. Uh, I'm so excited for this show. Spring 2024, 18 episodes of The Guardian Devil of Hell's Kitchen and The the Guardian Lawyer of Hell's Courtroom. <laughs> and uh, I, that's, a, that's a very big part of the Matt Murdock character. Uh, it's 18 episodes, so it only makes sense. And that's cool. And uh, I like Charlie Cox saying that he's having uh, to bone up on it, figure out what that means. And uh, yay, yay, because I freaking love Daredevil. Oh, so good. What a world. What a world we live in. So much things to be excited, not just stuff to be sad and nostalgic and lamentful about or upset or flustered or frustrated by, things to celebrate, things to rejoice about. And that is one of them. Sony Pictures Entertainment Chairperson Tom Rothman did confirm Spidey 4 will happen, but there is no timeline beyond that. In fact, uh, he said uh, they would serve no wine before it's time. Uh, but no surprise, Spider wants to keep milking, or uh, the Sony wants to keep milking the spider cow for its sweet, sweet monetary juices. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens when they milk the spider cow. And hopefully that's the title of Spider-Man 4. Spider-Man 4, milking the spider cow. Uh, James Mangold has confirmed the Dial of Destiny is going to tell us what happened to Mutt Williams. Uh, maybe something great, like Henry Walton Jones III died on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> Which uh, is a fun Poochie Simpsons reference for all you people that like the Simpsons like me. Um, but yeah, sure. I hope I hope it's like just a throwaway line or just a real quick scene. Don't really need to know much. But yeah, you know, whether or not you liked Indiana Jones and uh, the Crystal Skull, uh, it exists in the indie universe. And uh, there there is a way where we sort of need to know what happened about Williams just so we can move on to the way the adventure is continued 
uh, with uh, with Phoebe Waller Bridges' character because I am super excited for that. We we don't know much about her character other than Harrison Ford himself calling calling the actress a mystery and a wonder, saying that working with her is one of the reasons and and what she brought to the the franchise is one of the things that he's excited by. Uh, we do know that she plays Helena, Indy's goddaughter. I for one am really really hoping that it's like Marcus's kid. Uh, I think that'd be really, really good and a nice, a nice tie, especially with Sala coming back as well. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. And uh, I'm I'm super stoked for Indy Five. God, I'm so freaking stoked. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know what I mean. I do like that James Mangold has shot down 100% any of the trolls uh, saying that you know, oh, she's gonna replace Indy. And he said <laughs> the movie has never in any way, shape, or form been about replacing Indy. So. Get that out of there. Now, is she a new addition to the universe? And could there be more beyond with her particular character in the world? Okay, yeah, sure. There could. But we don't we don't concentrate on that. Concentrate on Indy 5 as of now. Uh, in other news, James Cameron has confirmed his Avatar movies could be the last that he works on. I said that the third is coming in two years, the fourth three years later, and the fifth after a couple more years. The third is already filmed. Portions of the fourth were shot because Cameron needed the shots of the kids to be done before they aged out of the roles, with the plan being for them to be uh, about six years older, uh, placing the actors at an appropriate age when principal photography resumes for the fourth film. Uh, for anyone worried what this could mean for Cameron, uh, he, he basically just says that people should not worry since he feels he can tell all the stories that he wants to tell with the saga Pandora. Also, he said he could change his mind. And the script's off to another director and do whatever he wants because he's James fucking T2 Titanic Cameron. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Cameron also said that Avatar 3 will involve Fire Navi. I'm still laughing because the article I read where this was talked about uh, had, the, had the tagline at the top uh, from Avatar that everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked, <laughs> which is so freaking good. Uh, apparently, the new nation will upset the balance of the, of the Avatar universe. Uh, the the that particular rendition of the Navi are called the Ash People. It is uh, James Cameron's intention to show a darker side to the Navi aliens because uh, the first two movies, you know, focused on the goodness of the Navi and the badness of the humans. So he wants to to muddy the waters a bit. I don't know what that does for his take on colonialism and indigenous people when all of a sudden you show, uh, you know, the 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 atypical but typical and, and renditions of of bad indigenous people or evil indigenous people so we'll see uh but yeah could be could be interesting but i mean avatar 2 uh as of 6 january had made over 1.5 billion doll hairs uh, and cameron did confirm that the movie is profitable uh that the 2 billion expectation seen in news was an over exaggeration uh, and that it's it's made back its money, it's making profits, and he knows he's going to be working on the franchise for the next six to seven years. So there you go. More Avatar movies coming. I've not yet seen uh, The Way of Water, uh, although I will when it comes out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I considered seeing it. I got a, a bonus day off, but uh, it's a three-hour movie, and it did not fit into my schedule. And uh, yeah, and I saved my bladder, and I didn't see it. And instead, I watched Moonfall and uncharted and enjoyed both of them uh and the last little uh news thing is just a rumor that wb discovery wants to reboot the harry potter universe is open to recasting iconic characters and take that with a grain of salt whatever you want but just know that wb discovery is interested in that harry potter universe and wow <laughs> no big fucking surprise because 
Uh, there's lots more money, <laughs> lots more milk from that spider cow. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that is all of the news for you. Uh, I hope you liked it. I hope your 2023 started off good. I hope that it continues to be good and that it's wonderful and lovely. You know the drill. You can send an email to laughatafuzzballpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and technically on Hive, although I haven't done anything or opened that up in a bit. Uh, at Wookie Riot on those. Remember, Wookie has two E's, unlike Cookie, which has one. Um, you can find me, of course, on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group. Uh, plug, plug, plug. Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. Join 700 plus geeks who like to talk geek. Uh, so, yeah, you can do that thing. You can go on tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash hit dash up dash fuzzball. Just search Laugh It Up Fuzzball in the search bar, tpublic.com. Find the merch that exists. There's some really good stuff. Uh, the, if anything, you just get a shirt for the podcast with the logo. I rock that. And people will go, what's that? Is that a guy in a Wookiee suit? And you go, yeah, bro, gal. It's this great podcast. It's been going for over six years with my buddy that just rambles and is goofy. And I, I love listening to him. And it keeps you abreast of all the geek content. And also does some really interesting different ideas with different episodes. And uh, it's just a good time. And I would appreciate you spreading the love for the podcast, getting into more ear holes. And if you're one of those new ear holes listening, hey, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully you enjoy the ride. Um, I think that is all the stuff. Of course, the podcast hosted on anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. I appreciate them making the podcast free for me's. Uh, you, if you want to start a podcast, you can do it too. You heard the ad at the top. I thank you for listening to it because it puts a couple ducats in my pocket. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's all the stuff. So until the next iteration of Laugh It Up Fuzzball, I thank you for being a part of all this. Hopefully you liked the news. Hopefully there was good stuff to at least click on the interwebs and read more about. And until the next level, this is Joe the Wookie Riot signing out. TTFN. Happy New Year, happy belated holidays, and all that good jazz. And this is me, Wookie, out.